Weekday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suite. LDEX Asia is a three-day business-to-business to consumer healthcare show that is set to place the spotlight on the latest solutions, products, services and technology in the modern elder care industry within the Asia-Pacific region. Held from the 8th to the 10th of November at Suntech Singapore Convention and Exhibition Centre, admission is free with pre-registration but will cost $10 if one should want to walk in. Some of the core segments that the show will focus on include lifestyle and wellness, architecture, technology and finance. These are all areas of relevance concern to the rapidly aging Asia-Pacific region, with more than 200 million people expected to move into the ranks of the elderly by 2030. With improved life expectancies and failing birth rates, the speed at which apex societies are aging poses an unprecedented challenge but Eldex Asia is well positioned to address this. Money FM 89.3 welcomes Dr. Tan Jit Singh, Chairman of the Eldex Advisory Board, Eldex Asia, to talk us through the highlights of the event, the inspiration and drive behind its development, and discuss the impact it will have on the ever growing elder care industry in the Asia Pacific region. Welcome to the show, Doctor. Thank you for having me here. Oh, it is my pleasure. So help us understand. I mean, we do realize here in Singapore that we have an aging population. And that will offer challenges across the board, whether it's in elder care, whether it is in technology. What is the driving point for LDEX Asia? Well, it starts from my work. Basically, I'm a medical doctor. Mm -hmm. I see very old, very sick patients in their home. I've been doing this for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I've been managing crisis after crisis. And I realised that most of us don't prepare for, you know, the care, post-retirement life, Mm -hmm. things like uh, there's nothing that we learn in school that prepares us for our retirement. And there's a lot of uh, good policies and uh, good services from the community that people just don't know, you see, and they they miss out on a lot. And so wherever they are in a crisis, you know, uh, if they have known these resources, things will be so much easier and smoother for them. So LDEX is something that uh, I was chanced by uh, some conference producers and they are thinking about such a topic and I say, hey, what we can do is we can bring in all these products and services, whether it is in Singapore or it's across uh, international from Japan, from Australia, from the Europe or Americas, bring them over, let everybody take a look and see what they need. Mm-hmm. That there are a lot of uh, good products and services that support stay-to-day care or they can actually bring in... I mean, elderly doesn't need to be only care or treatment. Mm-hmm. You know, there could be wellness preventive or even financial. How can you, you know, have further job opportunities? What can you do? Where can you volunteer your expertise in? So there are so many uh, um, organisations in Singapore and throughout the world that are supporting this, that are driving all this. But unfortunately, it's not very known to the lay people or to the normal people uh, around Singapore. Actually, you know, it's interesting because you were talking about job opportunities, even investments. What is the age at which we are considered elderly. 
Yes, so this is a very good question. <laughs> so essentially, we debated this. Uh, you know, I was in a Commonwealth uh, Aging uh, um, Conference last year, Common Age, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it differs from country to country. Okay, you know, I mean, in Singapore, perhaps because you are you have better medical care, you have better food, you have a uh, good education. You'll probably be retiring in future at seventy right. or even further. But for but you're definitely elderly at that point. Well, it depends, you see. <laughs> you, you never okay. know, you see. There's this uh, physiological and chronological, you know, sure. age. So you never know. I mean, I always give this example to my patients sometimes. A 50-year-old patient sickened by, you know, smoking and chronic obstructive mm-hmm. lung disease couldn't walk, you know, to downstairs without getting breathless. Sure. A 100-year-old could run a marathon. Right. How are you going to look at this? You, I mean, age shouldn't be something that you look at in terms of numbers. Mm-hmm. It's your functional status, how you think, how your you... Your functional you know, status, yeah, I like that. That, that is the, the core issue, your functional status, what you want to do. People live and work for, usually for three reasons, mm-hmm. I feel. For money, you know, we, we need a livelihood. Sure. If you don't need the money, which some, some people might not need, is for your uh, calling, uh, work to help other people, you know, some, some form of calling sure. or, or your interests. So I, I feel that in future, with uh, such a small island in Singapore, we should not be looking at the conventional ageing like you grow up, study to you, to whichever masters, you work, you retire. I don't think that will happen in future. Right. You're supposed to study, you work, and then you get your independence financially perhaps mm-hmm. or not. You study again, you work, and right. then you study and you work. Mm-hmm. And throughout this journey, you always plan for disability, you plan for this. That's why the government actually are introducing Care Shield next year. I, I feel that that is an excellent policy mm-hmm. to replace Elder Shield. Right. You know? So uh, every day I see patients as such. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do get a sense of the demand from the ground and the need by the everyday people, uh, my patients. Right. Yep. Basically, what we're talking about is active aging. We talked about functional status, but you didn't give me a definitive age on what is elderly. Ah. <laughs> well, well, in Singapore, probably when you are from sixty-five to seventy-five, you are mm. the young old. You're the young old. Yeah, then you know after seventy-five, you just 75, made a lot of people very happy. Yeah, you you are still young, right? Yeah, yeah. And actually, we don't really see, we don't really talk about elderly. We want to change the term. Mm-hmm. We want to change the term to uh, older adults. Sure. Or experienced adults. I can get behind yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So that that or the elites. You, or the you, elites, I like yeah, that yeah. even better. So usually if you're over hundred, I call you the elite patients. Mm-hmm. If I'm over hundred, <laughs> you can call me anything you want. <laughs> we are speaking to Dr. Tanjit Singh. Chairman of the LDEX Advisory Board, LDEX Asia. Now, talk us through some of the core elements of LDEX Asia. What can someone who plans to come expect to get out of it? Yes, so um, we are looking at a very holistic and a very wide-ranging view in the silver industry as a whole. Mm -hmm. So we have divided the whole expo into six sections, lifestyle and wellness, wellness, um, architecture and fittings, healthcare, rehabilitation, technology, finance, 
financial industry and other services and the great beyond. I think the great beyond will be quite interesting because we have things like cremation and burial services, floral arrangement, photography, mm-hmm. you know. Not many conference or expo will showcase these kind of services sure. and products. And of course, uh, lifestyle and wellness. Mm-hmm. We look at food and exercise what kind of exercise or where you should go. Like, uh, for example, Lian Foundation has Gym Tonic, which is an excellent, excellent uh, program for seniors that wants to get fit, you know, and wants to do more. So during my school years, my coach always tell us that we need to get fit to play the sport. Right. Not to play the sport and get fit and you get injuries. Right. So if let's say that I'm an active senior, I want to go overseas for trips mm-hmm. and some of these trips are quite intense, they should be going to the gym first. Right. Get their body prepared and they can enjoy their trip better. If you want to walk the yep. Great Wall of China, exactly. go exercise and yep. get fit or, or, first. Yep. Mm, exactly. Right. Okay, I understand that. That's actually very interesting. Now, what are some of the recent developments that you can put under the spotlight at LDEX? Is a uh, Geron technology. Now, you want to tell me what that is? I don't even know if I'm saying it right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Geron technologies is, uh, you know, a lot of technologies that uh, could help the seniors. Mm. I mean, Tomorrow, we have a launch for Livia AI. This is the first heldable devices. Mm-hmm. It's like a hearing aid, but it incorporates GPS, four detectors. You know, it has a, a, a monitoring for your daily brain function, how much you're using your uh, brain, your talking, your listening, you know, and how many steps you're looking, your physical sort of uh, activities. So all this uh, monitoring adds up to a score that, you know, you try to gamify the technology so that it's interesting for people to use them. And uh, a lot of uh, such technologies are coming up uh, very fast and uh, from overseas. And many of us are trawling such technology, especially in my own service. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, robotics will be one thing. Uh, exoskeleton will be a very exciting field, which I'm quite involved in as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine that uh, maybe... Because of some illness, you know, you can't walk very well. And mobility is actually quite an important part of your daily life. Absolutely. Yep. So imagine you can strap on an exoskeleton robot and continue your daily life. That will help you heal faster physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. And when you don't need them, you put them aside and you can carry on. So I feel that technology has a big role to play in future supporting the functional status of uh, any seniors that needs them. Your thoughts on um, the elderly relying too much on technology. Do you think that if it makes their lives easier, there's no too much? Well, technology is there. Mm-hmm. And often than not, if technology is not useful, they will cast it aside anyway. Yep. So technology should seamlessly be, you know, gel into their daily life, mm-hmm. their daily behaviour. Right. And then from there, support them to age more gracefully and make their life easier and more convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that should be the way that technology should be done. If the technology doesn't support them in this way and are, are forced onto them, then it will not work anyway. Right. So I feel that there is definitely a huge role in technology in the next 10 years to 30 years. I think the thing that makes technology easier is perhaps our elderly in this generation would have had a real problem getting up to speed with technology. But moving forward, all of us, our age groups, technology is so much a part of our lives already. Yep. So if it becomes technology that helps us with mobility, helps us to sustain our vitality for longer, we'll be very 
up on on that technology will be very supportive of it. Correct? Yes, exactly. And, and you don't look at the technology that supports your physical function. Mm-hmm. It's your day to day life. For right. example, you know you have pay with. Mm-hmm. You have money, you can pay easily. Yep. You need not go to the bank, draw the money, you know, or food, grab food, food panda. You can eat a chakwitiao and you don't need to go to your favourite chakwitiao there, you know. It's it's actually good for everybody, sure. especially the elderly. Right. Yeah, because I, I do have elderly from HDB flats where downstairs there's a great coffee shop. Mm-hmm. When they get a block and go to another place, the void deck is really void. <laughs> they, they, do, do, they do face some problem of the they food. They miss you the old food. No, they, they really eat lesser, you know, oh, because, right. you know, it's so inconvenient to get food. Right. Uh, but if you make it so convenient that food is readily available, exercise program is readily available. Right. They will go for it. Right. Yep. All right. How do you see the aging population landscape changing in the near future? It's quite scary. I see the numbers. Interesting you started yeah. with that, but okay. <laughs> it's, it's really quite scary when I look at the numbers and I have the numbers on uh, my hand. Well, you know, uh, Japan is a hyper-aged country mm-hmm. and they have 26.6% of uh, Japanese over 65 years old currently. Sorry, what what, what percent again? 26.6%. percent uh, yeah. It's a one quarter of the, yeah. of the population. So uh, we are going to reach that in maybe 2050, maybe another 20, 30 years. You're saying yeah. in, in, by in, 2050, in one in four people will be elderly. By our current definition. By our current yep. definition. Maybe we will change. And I think we should change. <laughs> I think yep. so. I, I, I will see that uh, I'm going to work until I'm 70, 80 or even 90. What sure. is wrong if the work... If you want to do yeah. it and you can, why not? And yeah, and I definitely want to do it because I see so many people after retirement. They're very know, bored. It's the loneliness and yep. uh, you know isolation is a huge risk factor for sickness, mental illness. So... You, you should always look at things that you can help and you can help the society. Mm-hmm. And if there's so many people that are hyper-aged, you need to do something to uh, occupy them, maybe economically viable or mm-hmm. helping the economy even. You don't want this group of people to idle or to get depressed. Right. Yep. And there will be a huge burden in our society. Right. And I, I wouldn't want to see that because we are so tiny, we, we cannot afford to have such, such a thing happening and we may not be able to sustain our uh, whole country. Who is going to pay the taxes? So I, I see that things must shift. Mm-hmm. You know, and technology is one part that will shape us and will, you know, if let's say I'm 100, I have an Iron Man suit. Come on, I can still do anything. You know, I can still, I can he still can fly. Still be Iron yeah, Man. It, it will come. You know, we are lo- looking at exoskeleton. Right. You know, if I can walk sure. well, I can think properly. And that's why cognitive uh, function is so important. Right. And and we are seeking ways to you know maintain it. And we are looking at new uh, ways that we can actually maintain our cognitive powers. I do a lot of mental capacity assessment mm-hmm. to get deputyships uh, for court. You know, so I know that you know it it, it stresses out the patient. Sure. Because my patients are all chronic sick, they can live for another 20 years mm-hmm. needing care, right. day-to-day care. That's very stressful for the family. Right. Mm. Well, we thank you very much, Dr. Tan Jit Singh, a chairman of the LDEX Advisory Board, for coming in and talking to us. You've certainly given me some things to think about when I walk away <laughs> from the microphone. I'll still be thinking about these things. So I appreciate the conversation very much. You're on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. 
or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.